I have families in my church that live in Fort Mill. I have children that interact with our congregation, kids that are part of our programs that are in these schools. And so instantly I'm like, what in the world is happening? Hello, everyone, and welcome into the latest edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast, our Friday edition. Over the course of our podcast, we've discussed issues facing South Carolina and the nation, and those issues are wide-ranging. From the foster care and adoptive crisis in our state and the chaos on the southern border, again, we want to thank Congressman Ralph Norman for joining us for that conversation. And over the course of our podcast, we've delved deep into the topic of critical race theory that became the focal point of the governor's race in Virginia, but more specifically in Virginia, we had the issue of parents' rights and education, and that's what we're talking about today. This story just broke this week, and Dave, you have more information from the governor's office as to what's happening at a school in Fort Mill, South Carolina, right now. So in a, so in a letter dated November 10th, the governor sends a letter to Superintendent Molly Spearman saying, it has come to my attention that public schools in South Carolina may be providing students with access, whether in school libraries, electronic databases, or both, to completely inappropriate books and materials, including sexually explicit and obscene images or depictions. This is an example of something that's going on because they're seeing it and they've heard about it in the Fort Mill School District with a book called Gender Queer, a memoir by Maya Kababi. And this is a place where we are seeing exactly what we've talked about before. It goes all the way back to what we saw in 1992 when Governor Campbell visited an elementary school in Abbeville, South Carolina, and came back with the book, My Two Daddies, that was in a public elementary school library in Abbeville, South Carolina in 1992. This is a place where we are at a point of the desperate need for transparency in education. Dave, I, I think about that, and I think about all the South Carolinians who are just now pardon the pun, but becoming awake. They're waking up to the reality that is our educational system. And there are a lot of parents. They're, they're focusing in on what's happening. They are learning what's happening. They're learning what the Bible says about that. And they're learning what they can get, how they can get involved, what they can do about it. And listen, for those of you listening at home right now, it's important for you to get involved. It's important for not only you and your family to get involved, it's important for your church to be involved as well. I am so grateful for the Palmetto Family Pastors Network, a group of some 800 pastors and ministry leaders across the state of South Carolina who are ensuring that South Carolina is a state where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, family striving life is cherished. We're joined today by one of those pastors who just so happens to be uh, in Fort Mill, the Rock Hill Fort Mill area where this book is in the school and in the library. Uh, Patrick Conley, the pastor at Garden Sanctuary Church of God in Rock Hill, thank you for joining us today. Tell us a little bit more about your ministry and what's going on in your backyard. Well, Mitch, um, first of all, thank you for letting me join you guys today for this ever so pertinent conversation. And thank you to all the work that you guys are doing over at Palmetto Family uh, just right there, the reflectors on the guardrails of morality in this state. I'm so appreciative for all that you're doing. Guys, here's what's happening. I heard 
uh, just like most people in our state did last evening and then early into this morning about the governor sending this letter. Now, there had been some uproar. I pastor in Rock Hill, if you're familiar with this area, that is uh, the next community over from Fort Mill. I have families in my church that live in Fort Mill. I have children that interact with our congregation, kids that are part of our programs that are in these schools. And so instantly I'm like, what in the world is happening? So this book, that is there, this book, Gender Queer, uh, is in the library. Parents had raised issues. Then the governor speaks and says, something's got to be done about this. And I was ever so grateful that he did speak about that uh, in a time where our morals are constantly being pushed on from every side. It is great to hear a politician who's willing to stand up and say, hey, there are there are lines that have gone too far. And here's the thing. What kind of world are we living in where our children can walk into a school library and walk out with what the governor called pornographic sexually explicit material. There is absolutely no world in which I want to raise children or I want to have children from my congregation be able to be exposed to such a thing. And there is no zero legitimate reason for these things to be in a public school library. So when that happened, I wanted to jump into action and see what we could do. Uh, one of the first people I called, I said, I've got to call Dave over at Palmetto Family because I got to let him know what's going on. I got to try to get some guidance here. And I wanted to reach out. But yeah, that's, I saw that and I, I was appalled that this would be in our schools. Well, then, Patrick, that is one of the most important parts that we always talk about is that, you know, each person in South Carolina, each Christian, is a reflector on your section of the guardrail. And Patrick calls me 721 on a Thursday morning. He's calling me up saying, hey, listen, we need to talk. There's something happening in my own backyard. Lo and behold, it's blowing up everywhere. We actually were speaking at Village Church uh, as part of our The Gospel Say It Changes Everything tour. We were speaking there, and you know, I had folks come up to me afterwards and say, we really need to be paying attention to what's going on with our libraries. It's really interesting, and we've talked about this in the past. In the, in the late 90s, there was this late 80s, early 90s, there was this move by the gay and lesbian groups to say, we need to put the drag queens in the closet until we can mainstream homosexuality. Well, they mainstreamed homosexuality in about 2012. The state library system started introducing drag queen story hour. Well, guess what? We've now been at that for nine years, and our state library system is still pushing this agenda. It is, it is horribly damaging for communities across the state of South Carolina when this sort of information is being shoved into our children's faces. Here's a, here's a great takeaway from this, and this happened in the House of Representatives just this past session. There was a book called Fun Home that was being used in a college class, a required reading for all freshmen, I believe it was at the College of Charleston. Representative Gary Smith out of Simpsonville heard about this. He brought it to the attention, wanted to discuss it, had pictures, images from this graphic book, book kind of like a comic strip style, and it showed a homosexual scene between two women on page 81. Well, he asked the speaker, Mr. Speaker, can 
would you please put page 81 up on the screen in the House of Representatives? The speaker goes, Mr. Smith, you, we've already talked about this. We can't display that among this group of people here in the House of Representatives, to which he said, then how in the world can I say to my neighbor's 17-year-old daughter, it's okay for you to look at this, but we can't look at this on the House floor? So one of the things that we're noticing in uh, the culture right now is the downplaying of things like pornography. Uh, I was talking to a group of pastors the other day about Josh McDowell, the America's youth pastor for decades. He did a focus group study with a group of zennials, not millennials, but zennials just a few years ago. Uh, and he asked churches across his state to send the best and brightest of their youth groups to come and meet with him. And what he found was the best and brightest of church youth groups across his state over 70% of them considered viewing pornography as no big deal. It just wasn't a big deal to them. So that's one of the things that I think we have to have to pay attention to in, in our society, in our culture today with our young people, millennials and zennials, is that pornography just, it, it's not, it doesn't carry with it the weight that it did. By the way, it's still wrong. It's still a sin. And it's still something that we have to make sure that we are safeguarding the eyes of our children uh, against every single day. Dave, I love that you brought up The Naked Communist just a couple of weeks ago and that uh, Skousen book that he wrote regarding the 45, the 45 steps in order to take up America in regard to communist ideology. One of those was tearing down the public's view of what pornography is. Pastor Conley, talk to us a little bit about what you see uh, in, in your community, and have you heard from uh, others in your community regarding this book there in Fort Mill? Uh, the, the conversations thus far have been uh, pretty much uh, everyone's surprised that such a thing could be in our schools as people become more and more aware of what's happening. Now, you touch on something. It's so important that we take a strong stance against pornography at every level. Uh, whether it be in adults using recreationally, whether it be in men or women in our congregations, but even more so in our children. We ought to be able to send our children to a school and have an expectation that they be protected, and that includes physical protection, but also that they be uh, protected from being exposed to, this is not just about ideologies. This is literally about explicit imagery. There is a problem there. Now, what today I did when I saw this, I reached out to Dave. I also wanted to make some other contacts, and, and I started thinking about ways when you guys asked, hey, would you got some time to come on and have this? conversation i wanted to think of a way to kind of lay this out and i kind of laid it out in the acronym aim okay and so that would be the easiest way i could do that and the first thing in aim would be to activate and that is we have to activate now this goes for pastors church leaders a lot of them listen to this podcast people in churches we've got to be active we've got to determine whether it's you it's your family members your pastor we've got to be engaging these issues we have to activate the idea of being passive viewers as all of these things are happening around us we cannot allow that to happen anymore and let me say this pastors you've got to get active you've got to be on the front line of this you've got to be vocal 
Uh, if you're going to the pulpit for for the first time to talk about these issues, I'm glad you're joining the party, but it's already too late in some ways. You need to be speaking about these things. Furthermore, uh, if you're listening to this, talk to your pastor, ask him, put him on the spot. Why are you not talking about these things? Because if your pastor's not engaging the issues of the hour, whether it be of abortion, whether it be pornography in our children's schools, whether it be the banning of uh, Christian-based counseling in the city of Columbia, if your pastor is not engaging these issues, you don't have a pastor, you have a hireling. Because the scripture tells us that when the wolf shows up, the hireling runs away. Now, we also notice in that scripture, I think it's important for us to recognize this, that is that the scripture tells us that the, the shepherd will be where the sheep are. So pastors, let me let me also call out to you, don't just stay in your pulpit, that's a safe spot. Don't stay within those walls, your sheep are in the marketplace. So don't just use your social media to talk about what kind of pancakes you cook for breakfast. Get on there and take a stand, that's where your people are. Get out there and talk about the things that are happening we need that more now today than we ever have. We've got to activate. The next thing we need to do, we need to investigate. And that means we got to find out what's happening. Uh, guys, I called, I talked with uh, John McCravey today, who's uh, uh, the moderator of the Family Caucus. I wanted to speak with him, find out what was happening, what they could do. He had some great insight for me. I called my representative. I started calling superintendents. I found out which school districts my church had families in and that included uh, about four different school districts so i started calling superintendents let me tell you what's so cool though when i called them i started asking questions i asked basically five questions i asked them first of all is this particular book on your shelves second of all uh what's the process for getting books in your school Third, is there a list of books? How do I get that list of books that's in your school? Or how does a parent do that? And, and what kind of processes are you going to put in place? And how can parents get involved in this process? Now, out of that, let me tell you what happened today. From, the, from all that's happened from in 24 hours, the governor's letter, community people beginning to speak up, I found out that today the Rock Hill School District has already identified this book in two of its high schools and removed it from the shelves. Now that right there is why we activate. That is why we go investigate and find out it's been removed from the shelves. Furthermore, the superintendent of the Rock Hill Schools is going to be sending me over all of their policies. We had a great conversation. He's sending over the policies about how they choose these books. He actually provided me with the names of the companies where they're buying these books in bundles and so on and so forth. There's a lot of information that came. He was prepared to give that information. And he said something that I thought was wonderful. He said, we are accountable for every book that goes on our shelf. And I believe he's absolutely right in that. So again, activate, investigate, and the last thing would be mobilize. And when I say that, that's, that's the M and AIM, but it's not just to finish out the acronym. We have to be prepared to take the proper steps. And that might mean attending school meetings. That might mean actually reading through these lists of books that are out there. That might mean uh, joining the PTA. And most of all, that means, again, that thing we talk about a lot, that means voting. And that means not just showing up every four years and voting for someone with your preferred letter after their name. That means paying attention to the people that are going to be running our local school board. So that's what we did. That's what's going on here. We already saw progress being made today in our schools in 24 hours. We saw hundreds of students now know that they can walk into the library. Hundreds of families can know their child's walking into the library and not being exposed to explicit pornographic material.
And all that has happened because some parents got involved, they activated, they investigated, and they mobilized. Wow. Patrick, that is a phenomenal way to really look at this and and nail down some very key things that people can do in communities across South Carolina. Because if it's, you know, we said this before, if it's happening in one city, you can be guaranteed it's happening in another. And, you know, we've got to get people activated. You need to be investigating what's going on in your schools. You've got to be able to mobilize. Justin, we are, we've got resources that are now available to talk about ways that can be done with the uh, state's curriculum right now. We do. The state of South Carolina, the State Department of Education has put out their curriculum for your students from November the 9th through December the 9th. That's just a month. So please take advantage. You're going to you're going to be shopping for your turkey here soon. Good luck paying for that, by the way, and shopping for Christmas presents in the sort. While you're doing that, check out the curriculum that your students are going to be learning in the public schools in South Carolina. We'll have the link. It's gone out on our newsletter today. Patrick, let me ask you this question. Did you have to go to the individual schools and ask for a list of books that they have? Or how did that how did you go about doing that in your community? Well, what I have discovered today in speaking with the Rock Hill School District superintendent, I'm still waiting on contact back from a couple other superintendents, is that they are prepared to give that information. We would have to get that through their lead media person. Um, you know, I'm going back to the days when we just we had librarians, but now we have media specialists. And so that's what we would do is we would reach out through their media specialist and they would be able to provide that information. Now, for those that are listening, one thing that our superintendent did tell me, he said, hey, we'd be more than happy to provide an inventory list of our books. But even in a place that didn't want to provide such a thing, or if they tried to stonewall you, you could get that through a FOIA, a Freedom of Information Act. Uh, You could absolutely access that because these are resources that were purchased with our tax dollars. And so for us, it's a matter of a request. uh, And I'm going to be most likely doing that with these various districts and encouraging parents to do the same, to go through those lists and to check out resources where they can find out what are on the shelves. Dave, just a moment ago, you mentioned that we just wrapped up a tour event right here in Blythewood at Village Church. I love what they're doing here. In fact, they hosted the event today. Their civics team hosted the event here. Pastors and churches, if you're listening right now, if you're just a uh, lay leader in your church, get involved. Create a civics team in your church. Find ways that you can get plugged in and then go to your school board meetings. You've got to be there to, to win. You've, you must be present to win. You've got to make sure that you show up in order to get things done. So if you're listening right now and you're like, what do I do? I love, Patrick, your approach there with AIM is absolutely perfect. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for joining us today on Palmetto Family Matters. I was absolutely glad to join you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Look, I am just another reflector. I am a, one of those people trying to hold up my part of the wall. And again, I know right now it sounds like, you know, somebody like me, I'm coming on strong, but I'm fighting for the future of the children in my family. I've got two daughters. We've got more uh we, we've got more issues coming down the pike. And for the children in our congregations, we need pastors and we need moms and dads to stand up and be our part of 
the guardrail. And so again, thank you guys for all you have going on over there at Palmetto Family. And I'm looking forward to the resources you're going to be sending out. Patrick, that means so much to us. And thanks so much for, for everything that you're doing up there in the Rock Hill, Fort Mill, York County area. If everyone, as you're listening right now, if you do want to know what's going on with the issues across South Carolina right now, you need to get a copy of Palmetto Family Matters magazine. Text guardrails to 76076. That's guardrails to 76076. And get signed up with our email newsletter. Get a copy of our magazine because it is full of the resources you're going to need, especially as we get into the end of this year and into the next legislative session for you to know what those issues are. That's right. You can text guardrails to 76076. That way you can get connected with us. Download the Palmetto Family Council app. Make sure you share this podcast, subscribe to it, leave us a five-star rating. We believe we've earned it and a review. And Patrick, again, thank you so much for joining us on our Friday edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. This is an ever-changing situation and one that we will continue to monitor throughout the weekend and in the next week. And trust me, folks, when I tell you, there are a lot of big stories that are going to be coming across the wire next week. So we look forward to you joining us next Tuesday for another edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast.